Uh, I want to acknowledge all the support of all the branches and the members of the ANC who had uh, nominated me. I really felt honored and I also was up to dealing with this task and I was ready to do it. <clears throat> but uh, I must also say there are a lot more other members after nominations would approach me and were willing to give us the support and were asking that I should continue to stand and had agreed. I had signed the form <clears throat> and had agreed. Uh, in the process, um, you would have seen that uh, this years uh, this conference has got quite a lot of tension with a lot of contestation and uh, we've all been trying to find ways of how do we help to build unity in the organization and in the process I've been engaging with a number of comrades and after engaging with a number of uh, leaders in provinces and regions and these are of, of delegations I came to a point where I felt that you know more needs to be done to help the ANC to come together and I made a point that this campaign although I was campaigning in my name but I was also campaigning for the unity of the ANC and that unity would be if I was elected I would be available to help to build unity and if I'm not elected I would still want to work for unity and in this case after discussing with all the members and looking at some of the issues about gender about unity about the differences I then offered that it would be uh, you know for me if it would help to unity to, to unify the ANC I would step aside because it's not about one persons really it's about the ANC overall unity and so that's what the contribution one was making so I involved I uh, engaged a number of these leaders to say I'll step aside but can we then go out and pull comrades and see if we can still get some form of consensus or a way of an inclusive approach where you can have leaders from all groups being present so that when the members emerge out of here they must feel that um, each one has got a stake in the leadership elected because a slate that will come out as it was before uh, you know during the lobby time it might be you know a little bit more difficult to unite the ANC it's better to have members of from coming from different uh, strands or for groups so uh, being together because that's what will pull all the members together so that is what uh, uh, made me take the decision but I do want to say to those who were feeling upset disappointed that it's part of making contribution to build a stronger ANC and the matter doesn't end here <clears throat> after conference we'll need each other and we we'll still want to play a role there I still want to be part of the National Executive Committee so we'll continue to work for unity on the ANC for us unity is paramount it's bigger than all individuals and this is why I've said to my uh, to, to uh, the other comrades that I'm prepared to step aside the ANC must grow and be stronger and be united ANC outgoing Treasurer General William Kiz is speaking earlier today talking about unity let's now speak to political analyst and lecturer at the Tawana University of Technology, Levo Ndur, uh, to speak about some of the issues which obviously have arisen. Specifically, um, Gwede Mantasha's outgoing uh, sort of briefing, as it were. Thank you for your time, Mr Ndur, and good afternoon to you. I suppose I, I, what I really want to do is ask you for your, the sort of rating from you on the way Mantasha managed to carry out the duties of the Secretary General. He did have an awful lot of, shall we say, scandals to deal with. Uh, what do you think about the way he went about doing his job? I think what Greta tried to do was to come out in the open and say, for a reasonable amount of time, I've been working with uh, this group of people, and uh, I have created a personal relationship with most of them, and it is time for me as the Secretary General of the ANC to come back to them and say, our, the, the end of our journey is now. 
and you no longer going to see me as the Secretary General. I might be continuing in another capacity, but I'm actually going out. But I think uh, in the main, he also used that chance to explain the challenges that he faced as the Secretary General in his office and also to say the person is coming to take over from him. These are the kind of uh, challenges that he's going to face. And I'm also happy with um, the advice that is actually provided for the next person who's coming to occupy his office to say these are the, uh, the do's and these are the, uh, the don'ts in this position and that is how they should actually move forward. But in the main, it was just um, a farewell uh, speech for Gwedeman Tashe and uh, to the people of the media and the South African public in general. His comments about the decentralization of power perhaps being positive for the organization, it's a difficult thing, a big country, a big organization, and there will always, I suppose, inevitably be pockets of power. So what would be the best way forward for the ANC in sort of spreading that share of power? So it seems to be, you know, it appears that it is unified and, but is also inclusive. Yes, uh, Steve, you will recall that in 2012 in Mangaung, the ANC made a huge announcement that they've got more than a million members. And that would mean that the, the membership is growing and it will also require sufficient capacity to service the members of the party. And I think that is where the question of the decentralization of power has to come in. If you look at the other provinces that we refer to as the rural provinces, we hardly we hear of, the, of their activities happening in those provinces because power or the, uh, the main uh, focus area would always be head office. And you would agree with me that most people don't know the, the spokesperson for the ANC in other provinces, and you still have people who don't also know the secretaries of the ANC in other provinces. Now, when you decentralize power, and you're actually giving them uh, some sort of responsibility and also an element of them to come up and explain their programs uh, what, uh, that they're actually doing for different communities. But because of the size of the party, obviously you will need a number of people to come in and work uh, uh, in the programs of the ANC. It might not be easy to centralize power in one office, and then decentralization will actually be the best way to go. The openness of proceedings, and of course there have been closed sessions and open sessions, what does it tell us about the maturity of the organization that some of these leaders, and I'm thinking Jackson and Tembo and Zizi Quadra as well as Fakila and Balula, have been happy to get out there and tweet, some perhaps thinking it's an irresponsible move on their part, but I was having this discussion earlier and I said, well, people have been fairly open about it. Is it entering a new dimension in terms of the debate about uh, debate within party politics? There should have been a reason why there are closed and open sessions. And one would expect the, the, the leaders of the ANC and even members of the ANC in general to respect that. Um, they've got different mechanisms where uh, decisions of the ANC are then have to be communicated to the general public. But um, obviously, an element of excitement will always develop uh, amongst members of the ANC 
in order for them to uh, communicate with the people out there. But I think you need uh, a situation where uh, official decisions of, the, of an organization like the ANC have to be communicated by certain by, or by specific people that are given those responsibilities to do so. But then also, you know, the stakes are high at this conference, and that's why some people can't uh, be able to hold themselves, and that's why they will actually uh, end up going out and actually communicate to the people out there. And it's quite interesting, you know, Steve, that um, you have a lot of people that are outside the uh, uh, NASREC who are able to get a lot of what is happening here through social media, and that is actually being done by the leaders of the ANC. And I think that's one other area that the ANC has to look at and say, to which extent are we as an organization have to be strict or take decisions on certain measures and similar measures that are actually happening like this one. But in any way, if there is no head in the information that is being divulged, uh, uh, that is being disseminated by these different members of the party, that can all, uh, still continue. But I think one must respect the fact that there are closed sessions and there are open sessions and allow the protocol of the organization to actually be observed. Unity. Some people say it's just a catchphrase. We are entering a crucial phase. How confident are you that uh, whatever comes out uh, from that voting process will leave at least uh, the ANC united? Because there have been, there's been some speculation that there could be some serious splits, uh, depending on how this result goes. There's a lot of emphasis on unity by most leaders of the ANC. But now the question for me would be, it's unity for what? Um, uh, because some people, to them, when there is unity, then there's no contestation. And to some, to some members, when there is unity, is when their, their preferred candidate has actually won. Uh, I have listened to the comment uh, by Dr. Mkise, and he says that when he withdrew um, from participating or from contestation, he actually did that, having consulted a number of people, and he did that for the purposes of unity. Um, to me, it, it becomes quite difficult because you, you actually don't know what unity is while there is still contestation. But I think, in the main, the biggest challenge facing the ANC delegates today and those that are contesting for positions is to ensure that the ANC at this conference emerge as one strong united force and that will require those that are uh, uh, that have been elected today to demonstrate an element of ensuring that the cracks that have been there in the past in the ANC are actually being closed and the ANC moves as one strong entity but one other aspect that is a huge challenge to the ANC is that the ANC has always know the challenge of factionalism and they know what factionalism has caused to them when they went to the conference in Tuluquan. And I think that is one other specific area that the ANC is trying its best to avoid. Hence, there's an emphasis at the conference of saying that even though you don't win as a candidate, you still have to come out and say, I support the winning team, and I'm still prepared to work under the winning team and respect the leadership 
that has actually been elected. That is a, a step that uh, the members of the ANC have to take. What we need to do is to sit down and wait whether that will actually be translated into reality. Because in most instances where contestation is very tense, you'll actually get some who are not satisfied with the results, and at the end they tend not to support the leadership that they've been contesting against.